0: to you by Project Totem. This is the 100 Pounds Club podcast. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Welcome to the second episode of the 100 Pounds Club podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. I feel very privileged. Uh, Today's episode, we will be mainly talking about obesity and the health implications that it has on your body and other effects. As always, we'll be breaking the show up into three sections, starting with uh, my personal experiences with obesity and health problems, and there were quite a few. <laughs> Surprising facts about obesity, and some of these are, uh, I think are going to shock you if you don't know them. Yeah, there's some shocking ones in there. And finally, if you are currently fighting the good fight with your weight, some advice to help you through it all. So, let's get this show on the road. Right then, let's uh, get into it. We'll start off by talking about my personal problems with obesity and the health issues it causes. Now, this is a topic that I can definitely 100% talk to you about because I've been there and I've got the t-shirt. And if you're listening and you're in the same boat as me, I think some of these things are going to speak to you. Now, if you didn't already know, at my heaviest, I was 28 and a half stone. Now, I did slowly creep up to this weight, unknowingly creep up to this weight over a number of years. I didn't just balloon up over a course of a year or two years. It, it happened very, very gradual. I went from sort of 19 stone and ballooned up to sort of 28 over the course of about about 10 years i did lose a little bit and put it on Lose, always put it on but essentially i've, I've I, for a long time i've been in that obese category now for those years that i was obese and especially towards the heavier end of 20 stone i generally thought that i was the unluckiest man on the planet because the amount of health problems i had were were crazy it generally looking back on it now just two, three short years ago, it was absolutely crazy how many health problems I had. And when you go to the doctors and they say to you, "Oh yeah, you need to, you need to lose a little bit of weight," you and they try and be as diplomatic as they can. You you just kind of ignore it, and you feed the doctor a load of bullshit, and basically say, "Oh yeah, doc, I am losing weight. I generally am. I am trying really really hard, but work is getting in the way." And life's getting in the way. It was just all excuses. And I was i was pretty bloody good at excuses, let me tell you. Very, very good at excuses back at my, at my full weight. You don't realize it at the time. But yes, 95% of my health problems were connected due to my obesity. It's as simple as that. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you back very, very briefly uh, about some of the things that affected me over the years. Like I said earlier, maybe if you're in the same boat as me, you're going to listen to me talk and go, mm-hmm, yep, oh yeah, I had that one, yep, that was me, mm-hmm. Because I I found out later that these are very, very common things that affect a lot of obese men and women. Um, One of these is mainly a man thing but it, it it can affect women as well, but we'll, we'll get into it. Now, I'm not going on about it to say, oh, woe is me. I'm going on about it to, to make awareness of it and to know that you're not alone or you weren't alone fighting all these things. Now, for me, it started back about 15 years ago with my back. My back was the first thing that, that went wrong with me. I used to get terrible back pain, mid to lower back. And let me tell you something. If you've ever experienced real back pain, it's not pleasant. It's generally not. It's a fucking bitch actually. It really 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 hurts. Now I didn't know why my back was hurting me. I generally used to say things like oh I must have slept awkward or I've jarred it doing this or in work. And I never really fully understood why my back was hurting me until far later on. Now the back pain then kind of like transgressed into sciatica and for those of you who don't know what sciatica is it's Basically, your sciatic nerve is a nerve that runs from your lower back, spine your lower back, down through your bum cheek and down your, down your legs, both sides. And when that nerve gets compressed in some way, um, it's not that much fun, let me tell you. It's not really fun. Sciatica is an absolute bitch of a problem. It can be caused by loads of different things, but it, for me, it was my weight. And again, at the time, I shrugged it off. Oh my God, I can't believe all these things are happening to me. Completely ignoring the fact that this is probably my weight. Genuinely, I had swept that under the rug and thought, no, I can't be. I'm not that bloody big. But looking back, yeah, 100% was. Now the sciatica, because it was mainly in my left leg and my left butt cheek mainly, I used to favor my right leg when I was walking because it, it eased the pain a bit. But then years of doing that, of using my favoring my right leg over my left leg when I'm walking, putting more weight on it, then created another problem for me, which was a spinal problem. Yep, um, I caused damage to my L4 and L5 and all the tissue and the discs in between there because I was favoring and walking a bit wobbly, I suppose, walking uneven and doing that while obese. Isn't good for your spine, I found out. So I had problems with that, which was leaving me with kind of like a temporary paralysis when I would get out of the car in certain angles or I'd be in bed in the morning. I could hardly get out of bed. It wasn't very pleasant. And then when you couple that with, I had knee problems, the uh, something called the fatty pad in your knee, was, mine was pretty much non-existent and my, the bone was rubbing together on my kneecaps. What else do they have? Oh, I think it's called plantar or plantar fasciitis. You, I'm sure you know what it is. If you don't, it's where the soles of your feet feel like you're walking on pins or coals constantly. Getting out of bed in the morning was an absolute nightmare. It generally was. It was awful. The pain in my feet was horrendous. I could hardly put any weight on my feet, and I, I think this the plant of a site has kicked in when i was at my heavy about 28 stone 28 and a half stone and that was kind of one of the final straws for me once i've kind of like once that once the the penny dropped and the light switch went on and i realized that look this is my weight causing definitely the, the feet problems i was told that directly it you're getting this because you're obese um i had to sleep in um, kind of a, a splint, the leg braces, yeah, they weren't they weren't very pleasant, and I think I suffered with it all in all about two years until I just finally decided to lose some weight and yeah, when the weight started to fall off, I noticed little by little each of my health problems, my feet, my knees, my sciatica, my back, they all started to slowly but surely trickle away. When I was halfway through my weight loss journey, I realised, yeah, doctors are right. They generally were. I needed to have, I should have lost weight. I spent almost 15 years in pain when I could have done something about it if I wasn't so stubborn, essentially. I was a bit of an arsehole. I brushed under the carpet and ignored it, hoping it would go away, because I think that's what a lot of men do, but it didn't, and I helped it go away. And if I had if known this... God, 10, 15 years ago, I would have lost weight far, far sooner because I've been in some nightmare predicaments with my pain, especially with sciatica and and then the spine problem. I'm a singer, and I have to unload all the speakers and the gear when we get to clubs and pubs to play. Hiking all that gear around, oh, it was an absolute nightmare. Like I said... The weight started to come off, and when I got past the sort of, I'd lost 50 pounds, I noticed that pretty much I was virtually pain-free. Yes, I have some damage that I've caused, but because the pressure isn't on on the joints and the sciatic nerve and my knees anymore, I hardly get any pain whatsoever, and it's, it's rather refreshing. Now, if you're listening to me saying, oh, well, I get the back problems, I get the sciatica, I get the knee problems. I even get the plantar fasciitis. I'm pretty sure that pronunciation is wrong. Just correct me if it is in the comments. But if that is you, stop trying to deny what's causing it. Because there's a good, good chance it's your weight if you're obese. Our bodies aren't designed and our joints aren't designed to cope with that amount of pressure on them. And I learned that the hard way over 15 years Fingers crossed, you can get to grips with it and come to understanding that you can be pain free if you just lost some weight. Everyone has their motivation for losing weight, and if yours is just to be pain free, that's a pretty bloody good motivation. Okay, let's move on to some some facts about obesity. These are some of these are very shocking. Very shocking indeed, who didn't know them. And you can look them up. They've been checked and verified by medical governing bodies in the UK and America. These are 100% legitimate facts. The first one is probably the scariest one. But before I tell you it, we need to find out what obesity is. And essentially, obesity is a BMI, a body mass index, over 30. Essentially, if you've got a BMI of over 30, you will be classed as obese. And if your BMI is over 30 for a long period of time, then the chances are that you're going to be taking, on average, about four years off your life. Yep, you heard me. Four years will come off if you have a BMI of over 30. Now, if you're severely obese and you have a BMI of over 40, the average that comes off your life in years, a whole decade. 10 years. You will lose 10 years of your life on average if you are severely obese and have a BMI of over 40. Those are the figures or the average figures. The second fact that's quite scary around obesity is that if you're obese there's a great chance, a 70% chance in fact, that your children are going to be obese. That's not good is it? (laughs) Not really. If you're obese, your children are going to be obese. There's a 70% chance of it. It's down to your eating habits and what you do. They copy and mimic you and you feed them the same diet that you eat and they end up becoming obese. And just remember this, okay? Inactivity, like watching the telly and computer, that doesn't cause obesity, right? Your diet causes obesity. Inactivity doesn't cause obesity. Obesity causes inactivity, When they become obese, they get lazy. And that's what causes the inactivity. Simple as that. It's not sitting in front of the telly that causes them to get fat. It's bad diet. But on the flip side, don't forget that if they do become fat, they're going to slow down. They don't have the energy. So that makes them inactive. People always say, oh, it's because he's sitting in front of the telly all day. No, it's not. It's because you're feeding them shit. Sorry to be blunt, but you are. And with that in mind, if your child is obese, then there's a greater chance that they're going to become obese adults. That's a proven fact. Obese children become obese adults. And the amount of strain it's putting on the health system, like we, we spoke about earlier, the NHS, it's shocking. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I did see them. I was going to write them down. But it's a shocking number. Something like 60 chronic diseases are all caused or linked to obesity, diabetes not fun heart disease not fun strokes not fun cancer definitely not fun and all these are linked to or caused by obesity it's crazy isn't it when you think about it that we can add years to our life and stop ourselves possibly getting some horrendous diseases if we just put down the big mac going back to diabetes this is a good indicator for you if your waist size your waist is 10% greater than what it should be for your average height or build, then you're 20 times more likely to get diabetes. Only 10%. If your waist size is 10% larger than it needs to be for your average height or build, you are 20 times more likely to get diabetes. Also as well, I'll put this number in perspective for you. During the first wave of COVID in England, we'll just say England's figures for now, okay, In the first wave, which I think lasted about six, seven months maybe, the first wave in total from start to finish, 39,000 people died, okay? That's a pandemic, okay? In seven months, 39,000 people died due to COVID in England. 30,000 people die in England due to obesity-related diseases and caused by obesity a year. 30,000 people die in England every year due to obesity and obesity-related problems. 9,000 less than died from COVID during the first wave. And the reason is, is because of shit like this. Because the government only spends £14 million a year advertising anti-obesity campaigns like Change for Life. You can find them online. They're very, very good. But the giant food corporations spend £1 billion every year advertising processed shitty foods. On our social media, on our televisions, on our phones, wherever you look, on our billboards, everywhere, bus stops. £1 billion. So the government say they're fighting it, but they only ever put, the most they've ever put in is £14 million into fighting obesity. And yet the food industries are putting £1 billion in pushing this shit down our throats. You do the maths. And one of the main causes of, of obesity is our eating habits. We covered this in the, in the first episode, but snacking is a big reason why a lot of us are obese. It certainly was for me, because you'd have a meal, you'd have a snack, you'd have another meal, you'd have another snack, you'd have a meal, you'd have a snack, then you'd have another snack. Did you know snacking wasn't even a word until after the World War? Just 1945, that's it. it snacking became a word in the 50s, I think. People didn't snack. They just they didn't. They ate their meals, and that was it. It wasn't until these companies started making their... Cells known in the insular sort of the 60s that and we had treats come along that snacking became a thing. People didn't snack. Snacking wasn't an official word really until after the war. I thought people always snacked, but apparently they didn't. They didn't. They didn't snack. And this little nugget of information is gonna get us on to our next topic, which is about how we can try and help you a little bit uh, here at the 100 pounds club with a little bit of advice. And I'm gonna end this topic saying, just remember your brain tells you when to stop eating, not your stomach. Always remember that. Your brain tells you when to stop eating. It's not your stomach. Now my final section, I'm gonna be aiming this at the people who are listening, who are obese, who want to lose weight, but are constantly giving excuses. Because, hands up, that was me. I was the one constantly giving excuses as to why I can't lose weight, whether it be pain or life problems or just time constraints. At the end of the day, they're all just bullshit excuses. Because to lose weight, you don't have to get a gym membership. You don't have to be a master at nutrition. We've all got basic common sense. You don't even have to count your calories, which is probably the best way of doing it. You just don't. You don't essentially at the start, have to exercise. You just have to eat well and eat correctly and what you're taking what your body needs. Start off by just cutting down on fatty, sugary, salt-filled foods. Just eat some more fruit and vegetables. No one got fat eating vegetables. And you, you, you know this information. Cooking from fresh is easy as well. Rather than going for the, the pasta sauce in a jar, which is full of sugar, just literally open it in the tomatoes, stir in some basil, and you've got yourself a, a pasta sauce. And you can experiment with the herbs. You can, It's actually quite fun. I do it myself. You can just add a little bit of basil, a bit of thyme, a bit of rosemary, and just see what works in it. It's, it's easy. You don't have to go for the jar-filled ones every time. You can make fresh. It, and it, and it's, it, it, half the time it tastes nicer, if I'm honest. And before long, you'll forget what that, your favourite pasta sauce tastes like because you just make your own fresh. If you went to a restaurant and they gave you pasta sauce from a jar and you knew it was, you'd kick off. I certainly would kick off. You go into a restaurant because you want the fresh, homemade pasta sauces. You can do it yourself. It's easy. Tin of tomatoes, chuck in some herbs, a few peppers, bump, you're done. You guys have a lovely pasta sauce. And I'm just using a pasta sauce here as an example, all right? What I'm trying to say to you is just eat more fresh. Stop eating processed. It's not good for you. You know it's not good for you. Stop doing it. When I said to you earlier about not needing a gym membership, I was right. If you have legs, go for a walk. If you can only manage to walk at the end of the street and back, because you have knee problems, then walk to the the street and back. But do it daily. Do it twice a day if you can. And then build up the distance of how far you're walking. Most of us can manage a good mile or two. Even I could a 28 stone. I was taking long, long walks. That's how I started. I wasn't going out and, and, and running 5Ks. I was literally taking my dog for a walk down to the beach and walking back. And that's all I was doing. I did that for six weeks. Until I built up, until I felt I was ready to maybe go for a little jog. Because in that six weeks, after eating healthily and going for walks, I lost a load of weight. I genuinely lost a load of weight in that first six weeks just walking. It was crazy and it, it you can do it. It's, it is is that simple. What you you eating? Stop eating crap and go for some walks and you will see the weight starting to fall off you. You'll notice your clothes getting bigger. Bigger on you, and your trousers falling down when you're walking. And I know that sounds funny, but it, that's, that's a really nice experience. I did a show on stage on Saturday night, and the suit I wear for that show, um, I hadn't worn in almost two years. And when I put it on stage, I should have tried it on before I'd gone on stage. I'd completely forgotten. It was in a zip up bag, and I, I, I opened it backstage. And I put it on about five minutes before I was due to go on stage, and I realised the trousers didn't fit me anymore. The shirt and the, and the and the suit jacket I got away with, but the trousers didn't fit me anymore. And I spent the entire hour on stage trying to keep my trousers <laughs> up because they just kept falling down. I didn't have a belt with me. And they just kept falling and falling down. And it was, it was it, I made a joke of it in the end. It was quite funny. But yeah, th- that happened. And it annoyed me on stage at the time because I couldn't concentrate on my performance on stage. But when I look back at it, that's how much progress I've made in the last two years, that those trousers, they don't even touch my waist anymore. I can't even keep them up. I have to i have to keep my hand on my waist to hold my trousers up for an hour on stage. It was, it was funny. It wasn't at the time, but it was funny looking back on it now. But there's just simple things like that, okay? I'm not treating you as stupid. You know what's good for you and what's not good for you. I'm not saying cut out everything like I always say this. If you fancy a little biscuit, that's fine, but you don't eat the packet. If you fancy a little chocolate bar, that's fine, but don't have it every day. Eat well, eat healthily. Don't starve yourselves, but just eat well, eat healthy, make things from fresh, stop eating processed food and go for a walk. And soon you'll be messaging me saying, Matt, thank you very much. It was genuinely that simple to get started. Well, ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening to today's show, the 100 Pound Club podcast, episode three. Next week, we have got a special guest uh, coming on the podcast, the one and only Mr. Matt Scanlon. He's going to be in. He's going to be talking to us about his amazing body transformation. Not only did he lose a lot of weight, he also got very, very ripped as well. So well done on him. We're going to be talking to Matt about that next week. It's going to be an amazing story. And I hope it's going to motivate you because Matt is in his 40s and he looks absolutely phenomenal. And we're going to find out how Matt did it this time next week. So until then, thank you very much. You've been listening to the 100 Pound Club podcast and I will see you next week. Bye bye. (laughs) Brought to you by Project Totem. This is the Hundred Pounds Club podcast.